Welcome back to the podcast. It is not the daily. It's a bonus edition of some football coverage at Ohio State. That's Berm. I am Austin Ward. And the Buckeyes have added again to the roster. Berm, who and how? Uh, Nigel Glover, a former four-star linebacker from Clayton High School in Northmont, Ohio. and um, Or the other way around, Northmont High School in Clayton, Ohio. Um, Nigel signed with Northwestern as a 2023 prospect. So he was on campus with Northwestern for a month, uh, getting ready for his freshman season when things went weird uh, in Northwestern. Uh, and, and he decided to enter the transfer portal, made a couple visits, checked out Ohio State, Kentucky, and Michigan. Uh, the Buckeyes don't really have a scholarship available for him right now, which is the interesting part. Uh, he's choosing to walk on to Ohio State for the first semester, and then the plan is for uh, going on scholarship in January. So this is sort of going to count against the 2024 class when it comes to the scholarship numbers, but former uh, top 10 player in the state, according to pretty much every national recruiting uh, website and a guy that at six foot three, 220, 225 pounds can help the Buckeyes in a lot of way, a lot of ways can help them this year, potentially on special teams at linebacker um, and then really start to work and, and hope developing hope to develop into something a little bit more uh, set in stone for the Buckeyes defense moving down the road. Yeah, the way that the NCAA has handled the transfer portal is that uh, the only other way you can get in outside of those two established windows are if your head coach is fired, then you have a new 30-day window that uh, is what Nigel Glover pursued here. Uh, when that happened, there were a lot of questions to us. Would Is there anyone on Northwestern's roster that Ohio State would be interested in pursuing? And the answer at that time was... It doesn't seem likely because of the scholarship situation. This is a unique set of circumstances. Uh, there weren't, you know, many veteran proven players on Northwestern's roster, a team that went one and 11 last year who would have been of much interest to Ohio State. Uh, it didn't really click into my mind that they would look at, into uh, a four star in state prospect like this. He was one of the, I believe, the highest defensive signee in Northwestern's class, a, a very good player. Uh, but that didn't, that didn't click into gear because Ohio State already had some commitments uh, that you can you can follow up here at Berm with that they thought were going to they already had in the class for this year and some others that they thought would be committing uh, for that 2024 number that you alluded to so it didn't seem like the fit was going to materialize uh, and then both parties found a way to make that work yeah i think the door really opened here when Kingston Viamuasa and Edwin Spillman picked uh, Notre Dame and Tennessee respectively and once that occurred, I think the Buckeyes said, hey, you know what? There's an opportunity here. Let's just bring in Nigel and have a conversation and see if he's willing to, to be patient and, and, and figure out a way to get onto the roster now and not count against the scholarship count until January like Biamu Asa or Edwin Spillman would have. Uh, I think initially there was a little bit of a concern whether or not he would be willing to take that chance. But the, the beauty of second chances in life is that you get a kid here who Ohio State did not offer out of high school. Michigan did not offer out of high school. But, you know, seven months, eight months later, he's added 20 pounds. He's running a little faster. He looks a little bit more like a college linebacker. And you start to see an opportunity for, for both sides to say, hey, maybe I can make this right. And maybe I can take this shot. And for Nigel Glover, it's a guy taking a chance on himself here. Kentucky had spots available and uh, probably a better opportunity to play early in Lexington. But he clearly looked at the Ohio State roster and the dream of playing in the Big Ten for a kid growing up, uh, you know, in Ohio was a lot to overlook. And uh, a couple days passed uh, after his Ohio State official visit, and you could sort of see that there were there were machinations in place to figure out how can we get this done 
Uh, and for the Buckeyes, like I said, I don't think it's something where you count on him this year, but at linebacker, they definitely wanted three in the class of 2024, and now they have that in a in a roundabout kind of way with the addition of Nigel Glover. Yeah, I think that this is a an important thing to keep in mind. There is, are coaches and federal legislators looking at you know taking over the transfer portal and how it works. This is a case where this opportunity should exist for players in his situation, and I think that this is uh, a potential success story. We'll see how it happens on the field, but you know, Nigel Glover or other other players in his situation at Northwestern shouldn't have had to suffer through a year of eligibility or sit out entirely for something that was completely not under their control. Uh, I don't know how Northwestern is going to manage to play football at all, uh, but for a true freshman in Nigel Glover's situation, that would have been even more untenable and unfair to them and set back their future. This is a reminder that not everything in the portal is uh, negative, evil, however people want to categorize it, or difficult. Like It's hard that there has to be so many other ways to manage our roster, but this is an example of why a lot of these things were carved out to protect players. Yep. And I think on that note, it's probably a good time for us to just talk to Nigel about it himself. So uh, we'll take a break right here and we'll be back with Nigel Glover. All right. We are joined now by a new member of the Ohio State roster, uh, former four star from Clayton Northmont, Nigel Glover. We have we have spilled the beans. We've already talked about you picking Ohio State, Nigel, but uh, why exactly did you do so? Um, the development, the expectations, you know, Coach knows, you know, all the coaches is great. Um, you know, it was just home. When I went there, it was home. Now, Nigel, obviously the recruiting process for you was unique. Uh, Ohio State had a chance to sign you in their recruiting class nine months ago, and they, they didn't offer at the time. You got a second chance here to look at other schools, Ohio State, Kentucky, Michigan. What was different in this go-around with, with Jim Knowles, with James Laurinaitis there that really sort of made this click, uh, not just for your side, but from what they were telling you as well? Yeah. Um, you know, back in high school, it was um, a problem with the numbers um, and the recruiting aspect. Um, that's, that's what happened right there. You know, but I think really what it was, I found my place in Northwestern, and um, I found it early, and I was really comfortable committing to Coach Fitzgerald and Coach McGargle. Um, and, uh, you know, things happened, um, you know, and that, that was, that's over with now. And I'm looking for a new spot. Uh, the numbers issue, you know, it got cleared up. And now I'm here. It still seemed like it was. It was he froze. It, he'll be back in a second. The Internet is a wonderful thing, Nigel. You know that. Um, you know, let, let, when you went on this official visit over the weekend to Ohio State, you spent the time there with you going out to dinner. You're, you're getting to conversate with Ryan Day and Jim Knowles with James Laurinaitis. How did they see you fitting in this defense? What role is that? Are you more of a, a true linebacker? Is this a possibility where you're playing that jack position, that weak side spot? I mean, how, how do they see you fitting in? Yes, um, they see me fitting as a wheel linebacker in their system. Um, you know, I like the wheel linebacker a lot because it almost feels like, to me, it's like um, like a DB with run fits, if that makes sense. Um, that, that's how i kind of seen it. Um, uh, it seemed like a position I'd be able to play well, use my athletic abilities, and um, really show off my range of motion. Sorry for that. Uh, when you when you looked through this process, Nigel, and you were trying to you know work through numbers, what were they going to be the options? You know, or do you have to walk on somewhere because it's late in the process? You were not expecting to have to do this right before training camp at another school. Um, what were sort of the options laid out for you? Because it seemed like everybody else is just going to be like, "Well, we're full. You're out of luck." But it didn't seem like the, you know there was a way to work this out for you. Yeah. Um, 
when I entered the transfer portal, I was expecting uh, much more schools to have filled up rosters. Um, that just wasn't the case. Um, there was a lot of schools with one, two scholarships left. And, um, you know, I was blessed to get quite a bit of opportunities over the first two days after I hit the portal. And uh, quickly from there, I narrowed it down to three schools, took the three visits and chose from there. With, with Ohio State, Nigel, you know, what is it about the Buckeyes that, you know, growing up, I, I know a lot of you guys down in that southwest part of the state are, you're on the fence. You like Ohio State, but it's not like you grew up dreaming of Ohio State the way that kids in Columbus do or sometimes in Northeast Ohio, et cetera. What was your vibe of, of the program through the recruiting process? And has it changed now that you've had a chance to get more personal interaction and more like one-on-one -on -one time with the coaches in these last couple of days? Yeah, well, um, I grew up aspiring to be a Buckeye. Um, I was a huge Buckeye fan. I was a diehard. But during the recruiting process, you know, I didn't know that um, – in business, there's not emotion, you know, and I have to pick what's best for me, and it's a long-term investment. Um, but early, earlier in my high school recruitment, um, I was still in that mindset of, uh, of almost a fan, if that makes sense. Um, it was like my dream to play here, blah, 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 if that makes sense. Um, but now in this cycle around, it's more of a long-term investment, and, you know, um, I just feel like I could be developed the best at Ohio State compared to those to the other schools that offered me. Um, you know, and, and I got offers from uh, really good schools with really good development. And, um, you know, I appreciated the opportunity. I just felt that Ohio State was the best school for me to go to development-wise. Nigel, growing up then and envisioning yourself maybe wearing scarlet and gray, who who were your favorite players? Who were maybe some of the linebackers that you modeled your game after? Well, I used to be a quarterback. I wasn't a linebacker at <laughs> all. So, um, yeah, Terrell Pryor. Braxton Terrell Pryor, yeah. okay. It was them two, yeah. A little dual threat action then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid um, – I wasn't thinking about being a pro. I was thinking about being a Buckeye. And it, it was those two guys that I used to love to watch. All right. So J yeah. you was, there's no ties to watching James Laurinaitis. That's even before your time. Yeah, I was, I was a little bit <laughs> before my time. What, yeah. you know, as you look at this, you grew up a little bit. I mean, physically, you're, you, you, most of the national recruiting profiles still talk to you about you in terms of like pre junior season. Size wise, like I see stuff listed like six three, two hundred and five pounds. Like, where are you now? How did the four weeks that you spent at Northwestern help get you ready mentally for what to expect in college? Yes, um, right now I'm two twenty. Uh, under Coach Hootman and Coach Spanos, um, you know they developed me over those four weeks as not just an athlete but as a person as well. But um, athletically, I feel like I got faster already. Um, I feel like I got stronger. You know, I, I put on about five pounds, uh, five good pounds. And I feel like I'm at a weight that uh, it's, good to, it's, it's good to start off at. You know, I want to obviously keep growing, keep getting stronger. Um, I'm just throwing out a guess. I can see myself playing around 235, so I still got a little ways to go. But um, I feel comfortable at the weight that I'm at. Nigel, when you al allude to those four weeks there uh, over the summer with Northwestern, uh, we don't have to go into any details of what else you may have experienced there or heard, the rumors, all that stuff, that that – that doesn't really matter. That's not for us to, to worry about, really. But just your life was turned upside down by that. Uh, how did you initially react to that? And then how quickly were you able to you know, put together a new plan for what you wanted to do? Yeah, um, I almost didn't believe it when it happened. You know, um, I think most of the college football community could um, say that Fitzgerald was the last guy that they would expect that that would happen to. Um, I've had nothing but a great experience with Fitzgerald and with uh, Northwestern. Um, and it was unfortunate that that happened, but when it happened, um, I took about a week or so to, um, you know, assess the situation, talk to my family. I went back home that weekend 
we felt as if it was best for me to um, explore other options. Is it, was it even in the realm of possibility in your mind when, when you entered the transfer portal that two weeks later you were going to be an Ohio state Buckeye? Like has it, has that hit you yet? Or, or are you just at a point because you're now a college guy, nothing really phases you. You're totally cool. But like, that's a big deal, right? Like that, that's kind of yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's very crazy. Um, I know my seven-year-old self is screaming right now, but, um, <laughs> you know, I see it as a blessing and as an opportunity, um, a, a very uh, great opportunity. You know, I'm very happy to be here. What number are you going to wear? Do you know? Two. We'll see. I'm not sure yet. Um, <laughs> what do you want to wear? One step at a time, Berm. Nope, nope. We're yeah, going home. What do you want to wear? What do I want to wear? Uh, nine, two, one of those. That'll be cool. But um, Terrell Pryor. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah. Is there anybody on defense wearing two right now, Austin? Uh, they've all changed so much. I feel like somebody has to be in it. But we'll find out, right, on Thursday because now Nigel Glover immediately goes from one spot to another uh, and straight into training camp with the Buckeyes on Thursday morning. So, yeah. how does that work? Oh. Nigel? Like, are you, you get, you have to, we're going to hang up here and you're going to start packing? I mean, how does this work for you from here? Yeah, so um, I'm going through the application process right now, um, filling out forms I need to fill out. Um, and as soon as I can possibly get on campus, I'm going to get on campus. All it's right. crazy how fast this all unfolds. More of a yes. whirlwind. So as busy as he is, we certainly appreciate uh, Nigel Glover taking a couple minutes to talk with us on the podcast about his decision. Uh, Nigel, glad it seems to have worked out for you, and congratulations on becoming Ohio State Buckeye. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, yep, for Nigel no and Berm, I am Austin Ward. Thanks so much for joining us on the special edition of the Podcast Daily. We will talk to you later.